I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. This is the Truth For Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. Well, happy New Year's, everyone. I'm hoping that you're listening to this and thinking, man, I'm excited about 2021. I know I am, man. I, I am ready to get this year going. I'm excited about the podcast getting to go for a full calendar year. I started this podcast back the end of March, so I got like nine months in. We're going the full 12 months this year in 2021, so I'm pumped about that. Hey, if it's your first time listening to this podcast, first of all, thanks for uh, checking it out. Second of all, I encourage you to listen to the end. I, I Give it a chance, okay? I know that if you'll give it a chance, you will find value in this podcast. Also want to thank those that were faithful in uh, the year 2020 for listening to the podcast, sharing it, and being a part of of this journey. Guys, let's get started with today's podcast. So this is the first podcast for the truth for youth in 2021. Now, let me just start off by saying um, one thing that's kind of been, been bothering me is I hear so many people, it seems like everywhere I turn around, someone is dogging 2020. Like, I just can't wait to get 21 started. I, I hope to forget everything about the year 2020. Just, you know, it's the most awful year in history. Forget about it. Uh, and just dogging 2020. Now, I'm not saying that the year 2020 is one that we should look back and praise and yay, it was the greatest year ever. No, look, it, it was a rough year, okay? It was a very challenging, difficult year. So I'm not saying that. But I guess I, I get bothered the more and more that I hear people dog it from the standpoint of just ready to, to forget about everything that happened in 2020. And I think that's such a waste. If you go back and listen to one of my very first podcasts, I talk about having the proper perspective and how really having the proper perspective can really change everything about your life experience. And so for me, that's what I look at 2020. Like there was so much that happened that I see that was good, that was positive, whether it be in my growth or you know more time with my family, getting this podcast started. Now, yes, the, the year was very challenging. It was very difficult. Do I want to go back and have another year like 2020? No. Uh, am I saying 2020 was the greatest year ever? <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm not saying any of that, right? I, I get it. It was challenging. It was difficult. But I guarantee you, if you were to really analyze the full year, there is something positive, there's something that you can take away that has made you smarter, stronger, more creative, has opened a different door. Maybe a door got closed, but another one's going to open. Maybe it hasn't even opened yet. Maybe that door has still been shut. However, a door will open, but it was because of a door that was closed in 2020. I'm just telling you, there is good that happened, but you may have to dig deep, right? And you may have to have the right perspective. So for me, that's the way I, I see 2020 is I, I see the good things, the growth that happened and some of the positives. And I don't look at the negatives. Yeah, there was bad things that happened. But I also look back and, and say, okay, what did I learn from this year? What, what can I do to make myself better or to grow spiritually closer to God or 
you know, to fulfill more of his purpose in my life. So those are the things that I, that I look at and I figure, you know, okay, these are the takeaways for that. Again, it, I say this over and over, I feel like on the podcast, we don't grow when we're comfortable. We don't grow when things are great and easy. Growth comes during difficulty. Growth comes when we face obstacles and challenges. That is the same physically, right? Like your muscles are not going to grow if you are just comfortable and easy laying on the couch or laying in a bed all day. Your muscles are going to grow when they're tested, when they're pushed, when they're torn down through, you know, very strenuous exercise or lifting or running or something along those lines. Same thing spiritually, right? You grow when when difficulty arises. Not that we really want and, and encourage it necessarily to happen in our life, but when it happens, let's make the most of it. So here we go. We're going forward 2021. Um, oh, something that I did want to mention. So, uh, you know, even though people dog 2020, I, I will say there are, there's been some comedy, and you probably have seen some too. There are funny memes or, you know, something funny. People that take it lightly, um, yes, that that is humorous to me. What upsets me are the people that are just really, really serious about it. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really funny, I don't know if you've seen the commercial, and I think it's for Match.com, and uh, it shows Satan, and he's chilling, I guess, in hell, and he looks at his phone and he gets a notification. It says, you have a match. You've been matched up. And uh, he looks at it and he says, oh, you know, and he, he goes and he meets this, this lady and she introduces her name as 2020. And so I thought that was pretty funny. And so, you know, it's this match made in hell type thing. And, um, you know, they're like, we don't ever want this year to end. And it shows all the bad things that are happening now. I thought that was pretty funny because it did feel like it was a pretty satanic <laughs> year at times. But there's also a little scary in some regards because there was a lot of truth, I felt like, uh, in that commercial. Just, you know, kind of scary to think about the the spiritual aspects of it, you know, and how we are under attack, you know, by Satan. I felt like, you know, in 2020 and, and even, I mean, every year really, but yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of spiritual warfare going on for sure last year and still going on. And that was the other thing, I guess, that, that irritated me about, oh, forget about 2020, move on to 2021. It's not like all of a sudden the calendar changed January 1st, 2021, and everything's better, right? Like that doesn't just happen. I mean, even today as I'm recording this, there's there's all sorts of craziness happening. Um, you know, there's protests going on and I think you know, there's some, some madness happening right now, again, as I'm doing this podcast in, in Washington. So it doesn't necessarily just end. So 20, who knows what's going to happen in 2021, which again brings me to the point of today's message and what I really want to hit on today. Uh, I was reading in Colossians and I came across, and it's really early on in Colossians, but when I read it earlier this week, it hit me as I, I like to think about each year and set goals, you know, whether you want to call it New Year's resolutions or just goals for the year or things that I want to accomplish. I like to do those. And so I've been thinking about those and I've already kind of set those, those goals. But when I was reading in Colossians earlier this week, I read a passage and it was like, jumped off the page at me and was like, this, it just seems like a, a, 
a New Year's resolution, right? It's like, this is a New Year's resolution that you should have. And it's really a prayer. And it's like, this is a prayer you should have. And I was like, man, what an amazing prayer. And I've read this multiple times, but I guess because of maybe the year that we've had and, and just looking forward to the year and the timing when I read this, it just really, really grabbed me and it really excited me and I'm excited about it now. And honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this prayer. I may even pray it daily all through this year because this is now my like a spiritual goal of mine, a life goal of mine, uh, definitely for this year. And just, I mean, it shouldn't just end because of this year because it's a great amazing prayer. So what this is, is, is Paul and Timothy are writing a letter to the, Christ, to the Christians in Colossae, and they're trying to encourage them. Well, he begins this letter by saying, hey guys, we are praying for you. And, and this is kind of what we're praying for you. And it's really a prayer that Paul and Timothy are praying for these Christians that I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. You know, I would love for someone to pray this for myself, and I'm going to pray it for myself. And I think you too, this should be your prayer for 2021. Here it is. I'm going to read you the passages in 1 Colossians chapter 9 through 12. So ever since we first heard about you, we have kept on praying and asking God to help you understand what he wants you to do. Asking him to make you wise about spiritual things and asking that the way you live will always please the Lord and honor him so that you will always be doing good, kind things for others while at the time you are learning to know more about God and get better and better. We are praying too that you will be filled with this mighty, glorious strength so that you can keep going no matter what happens. Always full of the joy of the Lord and always thankful to the Father who has made us fit to share all the wonderful things that belong to those who live in the kingdom of light. Guys, that is an amazing prayer. Like, it's awesome. And I know there was a lot, so, so I'm going to break it down. There's really six parts or six components of this prayer that we're going to look at that, again, I'm going to be praying this for myself, and I think you too should be praying that this year. All right, number one, what does he say? They're saying that they are praying that those Christians in Colossae would understand what God wants for them. What is God's will? Okay, we, we say that a lot of times. I pray God's will would happen. What does God want for my life? What does God want for your life? That's his will. And for us to understand that, it's not that God is trying to hide it. It's not that God's got a secret code that you have to decipher. No, he, he has it. He, he has a purpose and a, and a plan for your life and for my life. And he wants us to fulfill that. And he's saying, I want you to understand that. So sometimes it's our own inability, our own selfishness, or perhaps sin in our life, or distractions that keep us from understanding that will, or, or at least from following it and obeying it. So he's saying, understand that. So yes, I want to understand more. What does God want for my life? What is his will? What does he want to accomplish through me and in me? So that's the first part. You're praying that God... The, for God to help you at least, or for you to understand 
what God wants for you. The second, to gain wisdom. Who doesn't want wisdom, right? Like we all want more wisdom, or you should. And what does, it say, what does the Bible say about wisdom? Where does it start? Where do we get it from? Well, Proverbs 9.10 says, For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Our knowledge, our wisdom begins with recognizing God. That's the fear. It's not like a trembling, scared to death of God. It's this fear. It's this, it's this admiration, this appreciation for who God is, knowing that God is creator and that he's the one that gives us knowledge. He's the one that gives us wisdom. And so for us to gain more wisdom, wisdom will help us make better decisions. It'll keep us from making poor decisions with bad consequences, right? So we all should want that wisdom. What's the third one it says? Living a life that pleases and honors the Lord. Man, think about that. Does your life, does it please God? Is it pleasing? Does it honor Him? Do your friends or people around you, coworkers, uh, teammates, classmates, family members, would they look at your life and they say, yeah, his or her life is pleasing to the Lord? It honors God. Or would they say, yeah, man, they're, they're living far from God. Their, their actions, their words. No, that's, that's definitely not, not pleasing to God. You know, that's, that's a tough one to swallow. And so I know for me that I, I hope my life does that. Now, I know I fail in those areas at times. I, I know I do daily. But that should be our goal, right? That's what we're striving to do. That's what we, we should be shooting to do, okay? So that's the other one. Because what is the, the life that pleases God? If you look at the passage, it really kind of consists of two things. It consists of doing good things, right? So, it, you know, not that our, our lives and our Christian faith is tied up in doing good works, right? We're not doing good works to earn more love from God. Our good works and our good deeds are an end result. That's, that's how we live because we're thankful for God, right? We're, we're grateful, and that's like a, an appreciation. That's an outcome of the love that he's given us. And so by doing good things, it says like helping others, you know, the Bible talks about it all the time that loving our neighbors, right? Loving others, helping others, serving others. That's what we're called to do. That's one of the best things that we can do as Christians is help others. And it also says a life that pleases and honoring to the Lord should be one of continuing to grow in your knowledge of God. Spiritual growth. Right, your knowledge, your Bible intake. What are you doing to grow in your knowledge? Are, are you listening to things like a podcast? Man, hopefully from this podcast, you gain a better understanding of who God is and his love for you. Hopefully you're reading your Bible. You're doing some type of reading plan or daily devotions or some quiet time in prayer. But that is part of your spiritual growth. So those are the two things that kind of make up this living a life that's pleasing to God. And then it says, the fourth thing says to have God's strength, that we would 
that we would grasp his strength. I mean, who doesn't want God's strength? You know, we as humans, maybe, maybe at times, especially for guys, we like to think that we're strong enough that we can take this or that, you know, anything that life throws at us, we're strong enough, we're manly enough that we can take on. But in reality, as humans, there's only so much that, that we can take, whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and at some point, there's a breaking point. And God doesn't want us to do it on, on our own. God says, look, let me give you strength to endure. And he, he specifically in this passage, it talks about two things uh, that we need his strength for. One is to, so that we can deal with the difficult times, right? And, and we just had a difficult year. So if you have God's strength, you're able to endure that more. You're able to, to take, take it head on and it not crush you and it not destroy you. And you can walk away with maybe some, some growth or something positive. The second thing it talks about having God's strength for is persevering. You know, the Bible talks about how our Christian faith is like a race and it's not a sprint. It's like a marathon. And it's not about how hard you come out of the gate, how fast you get off the starting line. It's where do you finish? Do you finish? Or did you get, did you get lost along the way? Did you get burnt out? Did something happen and you're not able to finish the race because you got distracted or, or you became selfish or, or something along the line? along the race happened to you. God's strength allows us to persevere to the end. Look, as much as I'd like to say 2020 is the going to be the worst year that you'll ever experience, that may not be the case. 2021 could be more difficult. It could be harder. It could be more severe. And, and so could 2022 and, and on and on. We don't know what the future holds. But we do know that life is full of ups and downs. It's full of heartache. It's full of disappointment. It's tough. It's hard. God never promised an easy life. But he does say, you know what? I'll give you strength to endure that. So to have God's strength. The fifth thing it says is joy from the Lord. Man, joy from the Lord. And again, in this culture, everyone is so consumed with their own personal happiness. Everybody's pursuing happiness. Everybody's goal is to be happy. The Bible doesn't really talk about happiness. You know why? Because happiness is just that quick little emotion that something in the world may make you happy or an emotion may make you happy. But it's temporary. It's not sustainable. Joy, on the other hand, is that internal happiness. It's not, it doesn't come about because of some emotion. Joy is that internal peace, that, that something that God gives you. And you grasp that joy, right? Especially in a year like 2020, like maybe when you looked around, there wasn't a whole lot for you to be happy about. You know what? You still got joy. You still know that there's a loving creator that, that gave you life that has a plan for your life, and he's got something special for you in the afterlife that you get to spend eternity with him and that nothing that happens during the year can take that from you. That's a joy. That's an internal joy. 
So for us to have that joy that no matter what happens, we have joy. And the sixth one, the final one it talks about is being thankful. It's the attitude of gratitude. You know, and you can hear people talk about this all over, the, all over social media and, and everywhere else. If you have this attitude of gratitude, right, where you're really thankful for something or someone or maybe a life situation, it's really hard to be negative or to be upset or mad. It's really kind of amazing. So if you're constantly in this attitude of, of thanking God for what he's done or in the life that he's given you and, and the opportunity to have everlasting life, then, then that should change the negative uh, emotions that you may experience or have from time to time. You know, God is a God of grace. God is a God of love. Again, if we think about it, if we really put it in perspective, we are human beings that constantly mess up. We constantly disappoint God, okay, because we're sinning. We're not worthy of a holy, perfect God. We wrong God all the time, every day. God has never wronged us. He's done nothing but love us and give us grace and extend mercy to us. And yet he still says, you know what? Even though you messed up, even though maybe you've turned your back on me at times and, and you know, you continue to, to live a life maybe of selfishness or sin or whatever, he says, I still love you and I'm gonna still give you the opportunity to have everlasting life with me, the perfect holy God, because I love you. And because I'm giving you grace, grace is that unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. We don't earn it, but he gives it to us. And he says, you know what? I'm going to give you my son, Jesus, who's going to live a perfect life. He's going to die on the cross for your sin so that if you believe in him and ask for forgiveness from him, you can be with me in eternity. You can have everlasting life. That is a gracious God. So our reaction to that grace should be one of gratitude, should be one of thankfulness. And that's not just a one-time deal, man. Every day we should be living, if you're a follower of Christ, you should be living thanking God that we get to have everlasting life with him because we don't deserve it. We deserve hell. We really do because we're sinful. We've sinned. We've messed up, and he's a holy, perfect God. But thankfully, thankfully, he's given us grace, so we should have that attitude of gratitude every day, every day. I was listening to, uh, to a podcast, Brian Dawkins, who's an NFL Hall of Famer, and he, he actually says that he has an alarm that goes off on his phone every hour and it's a reminder for him to thank God for something. He says, usually it's just whatever's on his mind. He'll just thank God. Thank you, Lord, for this. Maybe it's life. Maybe it's his health. Maybe it's his family. Um, that's, that's having that attitude of gratitude. And he says, no matter what his mindset or what's happening in the world, at that moment, he forgets about it. And it puts him in a whole different mindset because all of a sudden now he's got this attitude of gratitude. Now he's thankful. 
So he's forgot about what he's mad about or upset about or disappointed about. I think I need to do the same thing. I'm going to set a reminder on my phone every hour to remind me just to say thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, I, I try to do that throughout the day anyways, but I definitely don't do it every hour. I need to do that. That's, that's a great, it's a great thing. So guys, as we're continuing to, uh, to start, I guess, this new year, because it's still, you know, January of 2021, if you're listening to this currently, you know, if you look at the statistics, people that set New Year's resolutions, you know, I think it's like 8% will actually succeed in achieving all their goals that they set out for. And if you really want this, right, if you really look at this prayer and say, you know what, this is something I want to do. I want to accomplish these goals. Well, we already know that God would love nothing more than for us to accomplish this. So it's not like this is out of God's will. So where you got that going for you? You know, the other interesting thing, uh, when people were surveyed, what's the number one reason why you did not accomplish your New Year's resolutions when, when they were asked because they failed them? The number one response was lack of willpower. Just didn't have the willpower. To me, I, I, I hear the word willpower and I think a lot about self-discipline. Um, you know, they didn't have the, the grit or whatever. Where does that come from? Well, that comes from God. We just looked at one of the purposes, one of the, the components of this prayer, of this goal, was to have God's strength. Number four, to have God's strength. Because we may not have the, the natural human willpower to accomplish those. But if we ask God, God, this is what I want for my life for this year. You know, I want to understand your will for my life. I want more wisdom. I want to live a life that pleases and honoring you. I want to have your strength, God. I want to have the joy that only you can give me. And I want to have that attitude of gratitude. I want to be thankful. That should be our goal for the year. That's my prayer. And I hope that's your prayer. And if we ask God to give us the strength to accomplish that, we will. But you got to do the work. You know, you're not just going to sit on the couch and get a six-pack. Right? You got to go, go get to the gym. You got to eat, eat healthy to get the six pack. Well, same thing. Our spiritual growth is not going to happen by us just sitting around wanting it to happen. We got to put in the work. Right? We've, we've got to do our daily devotions. We got to do our prayer time. We have to do what it takes to grow. We have to put in the work and the action. But guys, this can be your year of spiritual growth. You know, move closer towards God this year. That's my goal. That should be your goal. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. And once again, if you find value in this podcast, please, let's help this podcast to grow this next year. So share it with someone. Put it in your social media. Text someone a link to it. Leave a review on iTunes if you have not already. Just jot down something real quick, you know, whatever you found value in it, whatever you recommend, that would really mean a lot to me, and it would mean a lot to those that are uh, hopefully going to get the opportunity to listen to this podcast. So guys, blessings to you in 2021, and we'll see you next week in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we...